Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, and this is episode number 175. My name is Justin Hewn. I'm your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter. The only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investment opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right. Always good to be back with you again. And we had a very, very strong day in the Iranian market today after a breakout day yesterday and the S&P down significantly today. We did see a little bit of dip buying in the broad market, but Either way, a weak tape across the board with many uranium equities actually in the green, let alone holding on to their gains of yesterday and of last week. Very, very strong signs, and I'll go over the charts in just a moment. Um, the mailbag section, I want to talk about um, some commonalities that I'm seeing across a number of influential um, people in the, in the investing world and in the world in general that are taking note of nuclear, and that I think has a lot of tailwinds for us going forward. I'd like to mention again that starting October 1st, the daily version of this Uranium Market Minute podcast is going to be available for members of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter only. Now, this daily version of the podcast is going to see a few adjustments. We are going to talk about individual companies. We're going to talk a bit more about granular data and information that we do track and hear on a daily and weekly basis. That will be shared um, more intimately, let's say, with paying members of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter. Now, I would love to see you join us if you haven't already, and to be able to access those daily podcasts in addition to our uh, in-depth monthly newsletters and members-only webinars. Um, but if not, we will continue to do this free podcast once a week, and that will go out on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, let's jump right into the daily scoreboard here. The spot price of uranium up $1.50 from yesterday. That's something worth noting. Uh, it's definitely significant here. Um, we aren't seeing a whole lot of volume, but I do uh, feel that it's likely that Sput did some buying in the market. In fact, those numbers are going to be reported any time now um, this afternoon, but I don't see that information in front of me yet. So we're going to report yesterday's data. And yesterday's data says Sput did not purchase any uranium in the spot market yesterday. However, we did see an improvement on the price. They did, however, issue 1.3 million in new units, raising $16.5 million. This is the largest raise for Sput in many months. Good to see them back in the market again and see um, see some support for that trust in the uh, in the markets and see some money flowing into this thing. Very good to see. Um, I did actually predict that over and over. Spud is not dead, uh, not by a long shot. Cash in its treasury is now $48.5 million. Turning to the ETFs, neither URA nor URNM reported any changes in outstanding shares. Again, this is probably Thursday of last week because Wednesday was the breakout day. We reported, I believe it was 1.3, 1.4 million shares issued by URA in yesterday's reporting, which was probably Wednesday of last week. Now, last Friday, we had a big risk off day. So perhaps tomorrow's reporting will be show a few redemptions for um, either URA or URNM. <clears throat> yesterday, like I mentioned, we had a big follow through on what I was calling a recognition day last Wednesday. And today, honestly, I expected to see some profit taking, especially um, at one point with the S&P down almost one and a half percent. Nay, we saw a very, very uh, strong market, a lot of hammer candles printed out there in the uranium space. And many of these stocks were actually in the green today. Very, very uh, encouraging price action. On that note, let's take a look at the charts.
URA, uh, slightly into the positive today, uh, up 0.13%. And you can see that nice hammer candle printed. Again, very, very large volume for URA. Probably one of the top 10 volume days in this vehicle's history today. This is a good sign. We're seeing volume come back into this space in a big way. Look at these volume bars over the past five days. Absolutely huge. And this is really um, a fantastic thing to see. Um, looking at this trend line, we are well above the lower trend line within this accumulation cylinder. Finally closed um, yesterday and today above this 200-day moving average, which is still moving down. I'd like to see us remain above that 200-day moving average and have that moving average turn back to the upside. And then, of course, have that 50-day come shooting through that 200-day to the upside is really what I'd like to see. Have a bit more room to go before we hear before we see a bit of overhead resistance potentially from this downtrend line from the previous peaks of the previous intracycle. Uh, upward moves. So I would say uh, look for possibly some resistance right around 25, 26 URA. Um, will we see that next week? I don't know. We definitely have a lot of momentum behind us right now. It's certainly possible. RSI making a slightly higher high. Looks like that's in good shape and would like to see some momentum continue here. URNM relative to the spot price of uranium, decently strong today, even with a big up move in the spot price. Cameco, Printing another strong day, up almost 2% on the day with a big, beautiful hammer candle. Um, RSI making a higher high. This chart is gorgeous, well above that rising 200-day. Breaking out of this wedge, just beautiful, absolutely beautiful on all fronts. Now, this one is really what I want to highlight. This is URA relative to the S&P. Look at the, at the movement over the past five or six trading days. A big gap up last Wednesday with a huge day. One or two days of consolidation and then another big move up with a nice fat hammer today. Now, we are coming up against a little bit of oversold territory in this move with the equities relative to the spot price. What does that mean? That means a couple of things. We are likely to see some reversion here, and that could be in two ways. That could be an actual correction of the equities with the spot price remaining flat, or it could be the equities remaining flat or slightly up and the spot price actually outperforming the equities for a short period of time. Either of those scenarios would cause this chart to reset a little bit. I would expect to see a little bit of consolidation here. Um, I'm always happy to see sideways movement, especially until we see big breakout moves in the spot price. And as I've mentioned many times before, I believe that that is coming. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust up 2% on the day. I believe they definitely spent some time in premium to NAV territory today, even with the spot price moving up. I believe that the premium to NAV has to do with the closing NAV of the previous day. That is the net asset value. That's the value of, their, uh, of, of the uranium that they hold. Um, seeing volume pick up a little bit, as I pointed out yesterday, still not seeing massive, massive breakout volumes. Even though we're seeing near record volume in the ETFs, and good volume on the large caps, not quite seeing that in SPUT yet. But where are the sellers? The trust is showing a very, very nice recovery in the chart. And you know what? I will take it. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question for the mailbag today. What do Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Josh Wolf, Oliver Stone, and Dr. Michael Burry all have in common? The answer, they're all being very vocal about their support for nuclear power. Okay. What does this mean? Okay, this has significance for this trade. Prior to this present, I mean, call it a nuclear renaissance that we're experiencing right now. Prior to that, 
if we go back a few years, this trade setup was purely contrarian. This was a recognition of a slowly growing market, a bombed out commodity trading well below the cost of production, and an expectation that that route would revert to the mean. Okay, That's really what this trade was all about. It was purely contrarian. Never in my wildest dreams, even two, three years ago, uh, two years ago, we were starting to get kind of some sniffs of this stuff, but three plus years ago, no way. Never in my wildest dreams would I have expected the type of nuclear renaissance that we're seeing globally right now that's really being spurred on by this energy crisis that, of course, is uh, self-inflicted. Um, but either way, hearing these prominent figures promote nuclear is a very, very positive thing for this sector. Why? Because obviously nuclear energy is responsible for um, consuming the commodity that we're invested in, right? We mainly invest in the mining stocks that are pulling uranium out of the ground. But you have a certain you have a certain setup in terms of supply and demand fundamentals for this trade, right? You have a recognition that there's a supply uh, deficit and that demand is steady and slightly growing without a renaissance of nuclear, without a uh, fast embracing of SMRs without Japan accelerated restarts without just today, there was news of reactors in Mexico getting life extensions. Um, we're seeing uh, legislation passed in the United States to support the life extensions of nuclear reactors here uh, domestically. We are seeing, um, gosh, the UK talk about accelerated timeframes for construction of, of new nuclear reactors there. Uh, Egypt just signed NMLU to, to start up the construction of their first nuclear plant. That's the Aldaba plant. That'll be the South Koreans and Rosatom collaborating to build a very, very large reactor in Egypt. I mean, across the board, this news flow is bullish. So what does that mean? That means without all of this, we still had a very positive structural supply deficit that is positive, obviously, for our investments or for the mining stocks and the companies that actually are selling or will be selling this critical mineral. Going forward, the fact that Elon Musk, the fact that uh, that Josh Wolf, uh, Oliver Stone, in fact, there's a documentary coming very, coming out very soon from Oliver Stone on nuclear energy, and that is I'm very very much looking forward to that. Uh, Michael Burry, of course, uh, being pro nuclear. So this this all matters. Why? Because it helps to shift sentiment, and sentiment we want in the positive territory in terms of embracing nuclear. If we can have a structural supply deficit with the boring nuclear market, that only shifts um, into a much more drastic situation in terms of supply deficits going forward with accelerated restarts in Japan and all of the other elements I just mentioned. So um, this is no longer a contrarian trade as far as not everybody hates this, okay? This is something that is 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 expanding in terms of positive sentiment, and that is a really good thing. Um, so really, this is all... This is all coalescing at a beautiful time. Um, unfortunately, uh, this situation in Ukraine has really exacerbated the supply and demand deficit because the bulk of the demand is in the West. A uh, minority of the supply of, of conversion and enrichment are in the West, and that's creating a situation with much higher tails assays, larger feed requirements for enrichment in the West, and that is currently happening right now. And I believe next month, possibly even into October, we are going to start to see utilities procure in larger volumes in long-term contracts of U308. I think that's going to be a big boon for this market. And you know what? There's a lot of recessionary fears and I get that. And I have those fears myself. There's definitely a lot of very reputable macro guys that are predicting crashes. 
whether or not we have one, I don't know. Okay, but going forward, what's happening for uranium, that that is coming and money needs a place to go. Money needs a place to go, especially in an inflationary environment, especially, and I should credit again, Cuppy, Harris Kupperman at H Cuppy on Twitter, um, his, his very poignant remark that um, there's plenty of funds that are showing paper losses and realized losses for the first half of this year. And they have a very, very short time frame to show some gains during Q3 before potential redemptions from their LPs come in for the end of the year. And so what happens? What is working often attracts momentum. It attracts more funds. And now, day like yesterday, a day like Wednesday of last week, that becomes the shiny object. That is a clear standout. We actually saw them talking about uranium, fast money. It's hitting some of the mainstream headlines. And this very well could help to spur on a rotation of money out of, let's say, growth and tech stocks that have performed unbelievably poorly this year for the most part and into what is working. What is working is energy. It's oil and gas and it's uranium. And that is going to be, um, I think, a continued cycle going forward. Honestly, this trade has a lot of legs here because we don't have expanded enrichment capacity in the West like that. It's going to take years, billions of dollars. That is going to influence the cost of SWU, and that is going to trickle down to U308. It's all setting up here, guys. Very, very exciting times. Um, I will not be here on Friday the 2nd. Our September monthly newsletter is going out that morning, and I have some familial obligations that day. And then next Monday is Labor Day. So there will be no market minute this coming Friday or on Monday. I will see you again tomorrow, and I will see you on Thursday. On that note, have a great night. Take care. Cheers.